So my husband is a cancer. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Jenny Mack 521 who says, Tiffany and Meredith, thank you times 100,000 for Ooh. making me feel like a human being. Mm. This podcast has got me through the last few days. My only issue is that I'll be sad when I'm done binging it. Please do this podcast forever. <laughs> is that a real re- review? Ah, I love that. It's nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we are not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are talking about a Maryland family who was asked to leave an Outback Steakhouse because their son with special needs was too loud. Parents apparently only have 32 minutes a day of me time, says one depressing study. And um, here's how your sex drive is according to your zodiac sign. What's the matter? Nothing. Everything's fine. Are you caught on the cords like a cat? I did not drop my paper. Oh, my God. You're such a disaster. Thank you, Dave. All right. So why don't we – why don't we – oh, shh. You really you are. Keep reading. Well, like nothing's happening. why don't I welcome our guests since that was your line? But I'm going to welcome Mike. Is it Julian L? Did I say that right? Yeah. Mike yes, Julian L of Dad and Buried. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you for having me. Mm. No problem. So listen, we usually start our show. (laughs) I didn't know what to say there. And Tiffany is still rumbling through her papers like my my papers fell on the floor and now they're all out of order. And she can't count. So it's very hard to number them. We're good. Um, Tough situation. As is adulting. So we usually start our show with a mom fail moment. But since we have you on today and you are a dad... Why don't we start with a dad fail moment? Um, well, there's just so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where to start? Well, last well, this isn't my dad fail moment, but the first thing that came to mind um, was when my toddler shit on the floor last week. We were potty training, um, but I cleaned that up pretty well, so I feel like I feel like that was more of a success. I was just um, swallowing a coffee when you hit me with that, and it almost <laughs> went everywhere, dude. Well. Luckily, he didn't hit me with that. So um, (laughs) a few years ago, uh, my older son, who will be nine in September, um, we were doing that thing where we try to get our kids to do the stuff that we think they should do. And in this case, it was Little League. Um, And it was, I don't know, maybe like our third year. And we were past T-ball and it's actually pitching. Um, And they have to stand in the field and nobody's very good at hitting. um, So the field is very boring. So my son will be twirling around or not paying attention. So it was in between innings, I was scolding him um, for not paying attention. Um, And this was one of the rare weekends where my wife wasn't with me. Um, So it was just me, and she had warned me beforehand to keep my cool. I'm not a sports parent, but it does get frustrating to me when we've paid money for this thing and he's not participating. I don't care if he's good, but, you know, give your best 110% kind of thing. Um, And we're on the sidelines, 
and I'm scolding him for not paying attention when all of a sudden a foul ball comes off somebody's bat and hits him right in the face. Oh, um, no. So luckily it wasn't – it's not like a regulation baseball. It's kind of one of those slightly softer ones. Softer ones. ones. Um, but it smashed him right in the nose. <laughs> I would punch um, a kid. And I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't see it coming because my back was to the field because I was scolding my son for not paying attention to what was going on. <laughs> um, and then he got smashed in the face. And he ended up being fine. He even went back into play, which was amazing. It was a, a major uh, win for me. But the biggest problem was suddenly I couldn't scold him anymore, right? I can't, you can't scold the kid after he gets injured by a baseball. Um, so that was a real bummer for me because <laughs> scolding is like one of the best parts of being a parent when you're justified in it. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, so I lost kind of my steam doing that. And then I had to kind of praise him. And he went back in and I was really proud of him. Um, but I feel like when I was you know, scolding somebody for not paying attention and then they get hit in the face when you're not paying attention is kind of a dad fail. Oh my nah. gosh. That is so funny. I think that not happens funny. to every, every one of us when it comes to the whole sports thing with our kids. Cause I'm the same way. Like you don't have to be good, but for crying out loud, could you at least pay attention? Could you pretend that yes. you know what's going on? Because we did spend money on a registration fee and cleats and shin guards and whatever. And it's like, it does, it drives me nuts. So, uh, and I am one of those sports parents that is that gets completely like worked up. I get all sorts of worked up. And I'm not yelling at other parents and I'm not yelling at a referee, but I will yell mm -hmm. Like into the universe, like into some void, you know, like Jesus Christ, you know, like it's one of those and it's not an attractive oh, I do that quality. Yeah. It's not an attractive quality. But anyway, so Mike is the creator behind Dad and Buried. It says that you are a Northeasterner currently dealing with the trials and tribulations of being a dad while simultaneously living a life on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did this is the that? yes. This is the only bio that I could find <laughs> on you. And then the other one that I found um, was from um, I think like you may have maybe you spoke at like a Dad 2.0 conference or like a a Dad. Um, there was is it fatherly? I'm not sure, but I was googling you all over the place trying to find some different things to put together. And then I said, "Fuck it, we'll just let him tell him about us." Because I follow what? you, and the reason that I follow you uh, is because you're so brutally honest about parenting, and it's so relatable, and it's funny, and I love that because that's like I agree with you a million percent. So why don't you tell us a little bit about why it is that you started doing what you do? <laughs> and sure. Uh, we'll uh, well, go first, from there. As, you know, thank you for calling me um, brutal. And, <laughs> and I meant that as a compliment. And honest and funny. I know. <laughs> I, think, I think them all as compliments. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny. So the reason I, I started kind of my blog and my social media thing, which was before my first son was born a few months, so a little bit more than nine years ago, um, was because I saw a bunch of my friends having kids and I saw them kind of losing their identities and the personalities that, you know, had made me friends with them, um, as well as their social lives. And that frustrated me. Um, and at the same time, when I was online looking at stuff, like everybody seemed to be just talking about how amazing parenting was. And even before I had a kid, I knew that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've met kids before, <laughs> you know, I was like, no way. It's, like, it's not great all the time. Um, so I thought that I wanted to kind of be a little bit different. Um, and I wanted like, my blog was had two 
you know, there are two reasons I started. One was to show that I could still maintain my personality, and I have a sarcastic, kind of cynical voice, especially in my writing. I write a little bit in character as Dad and Buried, so a little bit of leeway between, you know, who I actually am in person and who I pretend to be online, although my friends and my wife would probably tell you not that much. There's mm-hmm. not much of a gap. Um, yeah. You know, so I kind of tried to keep my personality in my writing. I continue to swear. I mock my kids. I mock parenting, that kind of stuff. And I wanted to be honest about, you know, the realities of parenting is that it's not all fun you know i don't even think most of it's fun um you know i love my kids yeah. but most of it is a drag right there's yeah. more there's more downs than ups the ups are better than the downs mm. um like the ah. peaks are much higher than the valleys but there's Correct. a lot more valleys i think in general so i just try to kind of be honest and i try to you know being funny about it and being sarcastically honest about it i think um, is a stress reliever for me. And I think the response that I've been getting, and I'm sure you guys too, from being honest, like there's a lot of people who will be like, thank you for telling the truth or, you know, venting is what keeps me sane and that kind of thing. And that's kind of my purpose. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I have a, pur- I have a purpose. It's a social media account. No, it is though. <laughs> you know, but I try to keep it real. There's something so important about somebody being willing to put themselves and their truth out there. Um, in order for others to see that they're not alone. And I'm sure you hear that all the time, like, thank you, because people oftentimes are isolating and they feel like they're failing, but then somebody like you comes along and is like, hey, dude, this sucks, and it's okay. And they're like, man, you know, it makes them feel better about where they're at. Yeah, exactly. Like So uh, um, earlier this year, not to, not to uh, steal your thunder, um, a friend and I started a podcast, and the recent episode was all about you know, the ups and downs of telling the truth about parenting. And a lot of the comments I got were how when people set expectations to be too high, people have, people start to real start to think that they have to be perfect and they have to be happy all the time. And if they're not, you know, it's very isolating and stressful and can be depressing. People were even talking about how it could help contribute to postpartum and that kind of stuff. So I think the solidarity in complaining um, <laughs> can be yeah. really healthy. Well, and I don't like to call it complaining so much. Um, because I feel like that does have a negative connotation, but I say that mm-hmm. vent we vent because you have <laughs> yes, to vent because when you th- time, when you yeah. think about it, like all of this pressure builds up around us, um, and then if you don't let off that steam, if you don't open that valve, that's when you turn into a freaking you know like psychopath. Right. And and I've talked to my husband about this constantly because like he yells at me all the time for being the chronic yeller because I'm always like spouting off Mm -hmm. like, ah, son of a bitch, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And he's like, you need to learn to calm down, which is just his, like he's writing his own uh, death death warrant right there. But um, (laughs) Don't say relax. Yeah, don't ever tell me to relax. But he will be the one that will eat it until he explodes. And I'm always like, whoa, Mm -hmm. don't, just let it out. Just kind of like, you know turn the valve let vent it out and it's gonna be okay and i feel like i'm kind of rubbing off on him a little bit because he's starting to do that (laughs) more and more and now i was like whoa why are you yelling all the time (laughs) because i'm a woman and i'm complicated point is i agree with you and i think it's great that you um have a podcast we did check that out as well is it so is it for like dad because what's cool is that you do your thing but also your wife um she does a little bit of this as well right yeah, mom and buried. She started, I don't know, um, like last year, because um, she realized she was, you know, most of my followers, and I think this is probably the case for pretty much everybody in the parenting space, are moms. Yeah. You know, when I look at my demographics, 
you know, 75, 80% of the people that follow me are moms. So when mm-hmm, I say that, like, mm-hmm. my podcast is for dads, I don't know that it's really for dads, but it offers kind of a dad perspective. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah. That's, I like you know, that you said I, that. And I think that maybe we have a little bit more leeway to be honest about parenting because, because moms will get attacked by other moms more than dads will get attacked by other dads. Although I do occasionally, <laughs> I get attacked by both from time to time. Um, but I know moms put a lot of pressure on themselves and on each other in a way that maybe dads you know, can get away with a little bit more um, just because of the way society has uh, has set us all up. But right. my wife certainly likes to lend her perspective. And, you know, occasionally she would write a blog post or, you know, I would let her contribute on something um, that I was doing. And she realized that, you know, she had some things to say, which is, Aww. you know, we're not exactly the same, obviously. Um, and she has a kind of a nice antidote to some of the snarky stuff that I do every once in a while she'll be a little bit more sweet and honest and she also has multiple sclerosis so she uses her platform to kind of talk about that a little bit which I think is another angle of solidarity for parents who are struggling with some kind of chronic illness but still kind of being a super mom and doing stuff um that you know is even a little bit harder than most people have it yeah absolutely well that's fantastic so at some point we will have to have both or just your wife on. We'll see how this goes. Like we'll let you know at the <laughs> yeah, end exactly. if you're invited yeah. back. But um, I, I, you know, I don't think I could function without my sarcasm. So I feel you on that. Like I had to teach my kids, oh. you know, because they I wouldn't even have a personality. I, right, I think I'm. I think I'm the same way. But my kids now will look at me and they're like, "Mom, that was sarcastic." And I'm like, "Have you met me?" Because child, yeah. everything that comes out of my mouth is sarcastic. But now my youngest, who's who is on the spectrum, he has autism. He will tell uh-huh. me when I say it. He's like, "That was sarcasm, mom." And it's like, "Good job, buddy. Good job." So anyway, <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. So all right. So okay. Yeah. Why don't you tell us where everybody can follow you and find you? Oh, okay. Um, well, on Instagram, um, it's Dad and Buried. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com/slash Dad and Buried. On Twitter, it's Dad and Barry. I'm Dad and Barry all across the board. <laughs> um, my podcast is called the Dad and Buried Podcast, or maybe just Dad and Buried. That's on all the places you can get. I always have trouble. I don't know what you guys do. I always have trouble sharing a link to it because everybody listens to podcasts in different places: Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, all that yeah. stuff. So just get wherever you get your podcast, you can find me. Yeah, get yeah, a vanity URL idea. and then just put it out that way. That'd be our suggestion anyway. Good that's idea. what we do, right? Lover. Oh. I have no clue what's happening. Well, that's because I was talking to my <laughs> husband. But yes, that's what we have. Oh, I thought you were calling um, him lover. No, I was calling my husband that's... lover because he hates it. So, and I'm a oh, sweet Oh, I wife. hate that word too. I we um, both hate it, but it pisses him off. So I say it all the time. How <laughs> old are your kids? I'll check with my with my co-host. Uh, I have one who will be nine in September, and one is three and a half. Man, two totally different. Yeah, we had kind of a gap, and which was nice at the beginning mm-hmm. because the. You know, my five-year-old was self-sufficient enough that, you know, we could deal with the baby and he could go, you know, watch a TV show or something like that and wasn't kind of all over us at all times. But now mm-hmm. the three-and-a-half-year-old is old enough that the rivalry is starting to yep. take shape and they're arguing over toys and oh. attention and that kind of stuff. So I'm right there. I'm uh, I'm so right there with you. Yeah. Arguing over for oh, attention. I also, I, I also have a blog at dadandberry.com, although that's less and less um, populated as – you know, Mark Zuckerberg screwed me with with the Facebook algorithms, and now I get a lot less traffic. A lot of my traffic used to come from Facebook, and now mostly I'll just do like long form posts on Instagram or Facebook rather than a blog post because it's just right to the people, you know. Yeah, and you've been yeah. published lots of places, right? Yeah, I get shared every once in a while, or I, I like I, I 
Sometimes we just talked about you, your viral kind of post uh, for about summer vacation. Oh, we just yeah. we just about talked about you on yeah. Well, we're all bad at it, but I mean, we were just talking about about you because you were on it was GMA or somebody ran. Um, I saw it on Instagram yeah, first, yeah. but then somebody picked it up, and we were talking about you in the sto- in one of our stories on the last episode. Well, thank you. Were you mm. trashing me? No, we were saying how <laughs> how wonderful it was that you were like, screw it, I hate this. So yeah. Yeah, it was. It's not my favorite being Mm-mm. a stay at home dad, especially during the summer. Mm-hmm. So basically, Google dad and buried, and you'll find Mike. That's true. Thanks, you Tiff. There's, You're other, there's a couple other people. That was a great wrap it. That was a great wrap it in a nice bow, you know, like make you know. Wow. Right. It's like you've done this podcasting before, Tiff. I'm injured. Okay. Just all right. There we go. <laughs> um, so does Mike know that he's sticking around? Is that yeah. cool with everybody? Yeah, we're going to go through each of our segments, and Mike is going to participate in any way, shape, or form that he see, uh, deems uh, a fit. See, a deems a fit. It seems deems a fit, and then we'll go from there. Sweet. I have an award-winning joke for you guys. Okay. What's brown and sticky? And it has nothing to do with my, what Mike's kid left on the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. Brown and sticky. Um... Maple syrup? A stick. That's your joke? That was terrible. All right. So we've got trending parenting news today, and we're going to talk about a Maryland family who was asked to leave an Outback Steakhouse because their son, who has special needs, was too loud. So apparently this uh, family was uh, eating at the Outback. G'day. Shrimp on the bobby. And and uh, their <laughs> yeah. kid who has special needs, um, this mom who wrote a post on Facebook, her name is Amanda Braun. She said her son, and I'm, I'm not going to say these words, right? But her four-year-old son was born with a neurological disorder called childhood apraxia. Apraxia? Am I I'd, saying that right? I think it was apraxia. Apraxia? Well, what it is is it's basically a, it's a speech disorder where your brain knows what it wants to say, but... You don't have the language in order to say it, and you say things. It's like um, it's garbled, right? Like it's not going through properly, and so, and and you're also known to um, be very loud with it because your brain can't control the muscles for speech, and then like things don't relay correctly. So it's gonna be so frustrating. Yes, and so there's a lot of intensive therapy for it and different things like that. But you can get like apparently you get very loud, like you can be very loud with this, although. Let's be honest. Most kids are very loud, so yes. this is just an added layer of of a uh, of something to deal with as a parent. With and and I have we have a child with special needs, so I feel for this mom. Um, I would feel for her anyway, but it, it adds a layer, right? Yeah. So they're at the at, at the old Outback, which they've been to tons of times before. Apparently, the couple sitting a couple tables over spoke to the manager. And said, that family is being so loud, it's ruined our dining experience. We want them to leave. So the manager comes over and basically says, hey, um, your kid is being too loud. Please finish your food and go. Um, we, you know, it's he's, he's just being too loud. And the mom was kind of like, we just literally got our food. We're not going to rush through our meal just because our son. And she was like, our son has special needs. Like, can you can you cut us a break here? And the guy was like, "No," and he and he goes, "For your trouble, here's a twenty dollar gift card for the next time you come back." 
but you have to go now. You've you've just been too loud. Yeah, we're not coming back. Yeah, right? Could you imagine? <laughs> like, Can you imagine being that miserable to where you allow something like that to ruin it, your time? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I, who is this couple that's complaining? Like who calls the manager over and is like, hey, that kid's being a kid. Yeah, <laughs> they're not at Ruth's Chris. They're at friggin' exactly. Outback. Well, and that's the, you know... I think as as parents, we've probably all been in the situation where we've had our kid out and they've gone rogue, right? Like they're under the table. They're on top of the table. They're climbing over and they're mm-hmm. making funny faces at the people at the booth next to us. You're trying to like sit them down and ask, you know, like you're going through all of the steps to like begging and pleading to give them these damn chicken fingers. And you're like, just for the love, you know, and then add on top of that, this kid's got special needs and you're just trying to go about your business. I mean, I've I've left restaurants before with my kids because it was time to take mm-hmm. them to the van for a spanking. You know what I mean? Like you, me, backseat of the van, right? Like we're going right. and we're going to deal with Whoa. this because they've been not <laughs> you. My husband is winking like it's him. I wasn't spanking you in the minivan. Um, you, me, but it's like but that as a parent, it was my job at that moment to like deal with a kid. Right. But. I've never had a manager of a restaurant have the balls to come up and tell me, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that was not his place. Well, especially if they've been there a whole bunch of times, like maybe the manager didn't know them, but you listen to one random couple in a restaurant. Yeah. It's not like kids are banned. It's just kind of like we allow kids here. If you don't want to be at a restaurant with kids, go somewhere else. Seriously. I understand. I used to be a restaurant manager. And our goal was always to make the customer happy or whatever, but I would never in a million years cater to the whiners over the right. people who are just trying to enjoy a meal. And especially if I took a second and observed the table, recognized something was going on. You know what I mean? Like, And that's what I'm saying. They're at Outback. It's not like they made reservations at Ruth's Chris nine months in advance and are paying a million dollars. Yeah, I've, I was kind of blown away. Has- who has the balls to be like those? That couple over there is pissing me off. Make them leave, right? Like, Crotchety <laughs> old people. They have people. the authority to do that. I, I don't get yeah, it, and well, that's well, yeah. They must not have kids of their own. Well, and I always mm-hmm. wonder or that. Forgotten what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's you forget, right? Because like we live in South Florida, which is like the mega capital of retirement villa. And mm-hmm. I swear to you, every time I get in line at Publix to check out with groceries or whatever, and I've got my kids with me, these old crotchety people will like, pull, and they like make this face like, oh, oh my gosh, look at how many items this yeah. woman had. It's like, dude, what are you late for? You don't work. Okay. You are <laughs> right. hanging out. You should be in the happiest phase of your life. You are retired. Like just be, just be excited about being alive. You know what I mean? But you're right. People get so ticked and it's, and restaurants always get me because why do you like, why do you get to tell somebody that they don't get to eat here because their kid is being a little loud? Like, why do you, like, who are you to do that to somebody? So what are your thoughts? They're paying. If like, this is just a weird question, but I'm just throwing it out there for fun. Uh, What if you had like a placard made or like something that you set on the table when you go out so that all the people who are staring and watching, you know what I mean? You know how sometimes if you have a child with special needs or you have something weird going on, people are always looking and wondering, you just have a placard that says, Hey, my kid has trouble speaking, eat a bag of dicks and mind your own business. You know what I mean? Wow. Why shouldn't, but but why shouldn't the couple that kicked the 
the family out have a sign that says we're assholes. Agreed. Stay away from us. Agreed. We're entitled jerks. As, and so here's the thing that I'll tell you, Tiffany. I definitely wouldn't want to have to go out places and put a sign up that says my kid's autistic or my child has right. autism. Right. Um, and and it's just because like he's already been labeled by every psychologist mm-hmm. and doctor and teacher and whatever. Like I don't need him to wear a tag, True. but I feel where you're coming from because you want, you mean it out of empathetic love. Yeah. But I can tell you as a parent of a child with special needs that I've had to bear hug out of a restaurant because he's completely lost mm-hmm. it because something got really loud and we didn't have his noise canceling headphones. Like you just deal. Right. right? And right. I don't necessarily need anybody else pointing or looking at that moment. And it happens. But it just this so, makes me angry just because it's like a lot of parents I know how hard it is to be a parent of a child who's neurotypical. I also know how hard it is to be a child who's not. And so parenting in general is like we were talking about earlier, it can be the absolute pits. And anytime somebody does something like this, it just makes you feel so defeated. So to this mom, I want to say I feel you, I get you. I'm glad that an Outback uh spokesperson said um, we strive to make sure all guests feel comfortable and welcome in our restaurants. And on, on this occasion, we fell short. We're learning from what happened and we're training our team so we can better serve our diverse guest population. Mm-hmm. So they actually did say they made a company-wide policy and a statement that they are giving them training in dealing with and handling special needs clientele. So they did step it so, up there. I have I have a, a my three and a half year old has a speech delay and he gets frustrated sometimes at not being able to speak and he screams and stuff and we still take him places because sometimes you need to take your kids places <laughs> you know and the, whether it's a restaurant or you're God forbid you're on an airplane and your mm. kid is acting up what these people always seem to forget is that the parents who are with the kid who's making the noise and like causing the commotion are having a much worse time than the people who are being bothered by that kid. Right. How like stressed out you are when like your kid is making a scene and you're kind of embarrassed and you don't know what to do, you know, but everyone, you know, everyone's staring at you, but you're entitled to go out to dinner once in a while. It wasn't a, a kid free restaurant and there are a few of those and more power to them. You know, I'd love to go to one of those every once in a while on a date night or something. But otherwise, you got to realize that the have some empathy for the parents who are struggling with this. You don't have to deal with it. You're just annoyed that you're freaking blooming onion got disrupted yeah. right very frustrating so the Agreed. reason i was thinking about uh the sign a just out of curiosity a- asking a parent who mm-hmm. has a child that way mm-hmm. but also because um there was like a couple who had children with autism they went on an airplane and they made like little notes for every single passenger oh my god like a bag of candy attached yeah, like goodie hey, bag. sorry yeah. you know this is what's going on and people put um, their kids in shirts at Disneyland sometimes that say my child has autism mm-hmm. or my child yep. is deaf. And so I was wondering, you know, like there's there's a right place and a right time for all of that. So agreed to what you're saying, because I dress my kids in the same stuff when we travel. Because... I'm not suggesting it. I just want to let that be known. I'm yeah. No, no, no. You guys need to put a sign. No. But what I'm saying is like when we travel, I put all my kids in the same color shirt. So that I know what I'm looking for if he runs off. Mm-hmm. So like I'll put like so the last time we traveled, I put everybody in orange because it stands out. So that yeah. goodie bag thing was like a trend a few years ago where parents were putting like little notes on everybody's seat being like, you know, we're traveling with the baby or with toddlers. You know, we apologize in advance for an outburst. And I wrote a blog post 
where I made a fake goodie bag where I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Here's a, come meet me at, come meet me at Hudson News. I'm like, I'm not going to apologize preemptively for bringing my kids on the plane to visit their grandparents or whatever. Meet We're entitled to just don't be a dick. Kids are kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Meet me at Hudson News. It's going to throw, we're throwing down as soon as this plane lands at JFK. Very interesting. A couple of people messaged me and said they would. It was great. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, Outback did. And they said that they are, they are going to put in some training um, with their staff across uh, in all of their locations. So I'm glad that somebody did. um, They did come out and make a statement about that. I'm glad they're doing that because you should have training anyway. Yeah. Anyway, you should have training. All right. So in parenting crap today, um, I saw this article that was based off of this very depressing study that says parents on average have 32 minutes of me time a day. Parents have just 32 minutes. That's what I was saying. (laughs) Parents have just 32 minutes to themselves every day and many have to hide from their kids to get a breather according to new (laughs) data. Or is it data or data? I don't think it matters. Cool. A study into the... Yeah. (laughs) A study into the everyday lives of 2,000 moms and dads found that the typical parent has just over 30 minutes to themselves once work and parenting duties are tended to. And with free time hard to come by, the average parent polled that they take to hiding from their children four times a week to carve out space. Um, four times a week. That's, uh, listen, that's why I'm exhausted all the time because I try to take as much me time as I can after the kids go to bed. Like I am like up. You run and- out into a cornfield and hope they can't track you. <laughs> that's extreme hiding. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's is. what I'm saying. Is it going to the bathroom or is it like hiding in a cave? You can't hide. They know where you are. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't know that. Can- I mean, I guess you could hide in a cave, but that seems like a lot of work and effort <laughs> just to get to the cave. I built a trap door in my house so that uh, it looks like a rug, but really I'm in my underground bunker. <laughs> like, have you guys? No, but yeah, I think um, what Tiffany said is true. I'm guilty of this and my husband hates it. My me time is after everybody's been put to bed and I, uh-huh. and I don't even start my me time till almost 10 p.m. And then my husband will bitch moan and complain because he's like, you can't stay up till one o'clock. You got to go to bed. You like you get up in the morning and you're bitchy. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, because I have to get up and take care of these kids again. And it's exhausting. Is your husband me? Yeah, because it drives me <laughs> nuts. my wife does the same thing. Yeah. And, it, and you hate and she it. She has MS. Well, she has MS too. And like staying up later and not getting as much sleep. Is hell on it, right? It will mm. exacerbate her symptoms and that kind of stuff. But she's so desperate, and so am I, for screen or for alone time. After screen time, bed, like the holy grail of parenting, is basically between your kid's bedtime and yours, right? Yeah. And against your better judgment, you often end up just to, to maximize that. You'll end up staying up till eleven or twelve or one or two, and sometimes that means you have one more extra glass of wine or something like that. And then the next day, you're paying for it. But yeah. The, yeah. the night before you doesn't care about early morning you. No, not even. They're two different people, dude. Oh my God, that's so true. Because morning me is like, I have a massive list of things to do. But nighttime me is like, hey, girl, watch another episode of House. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Morning you will be like, I'm not going to do that again. And then night (gasps) you is like, yeah, you are. Oh my God, that's so true. I literally said that yesterday. I made a video about it. Did you make which video? How did I miss that video? I've made a few different videos about it. 
Um, expectations versus reality, nighttime me versus morning me. Oh, I'm, I've definitely seen that one. Then. Yes. Okay. But yeah, I agree with you a million percent because it drives me nuts. And I always say to my husband, and he's so funny cause he knows I'm a liar. I'll look at him and I'll be like, Hey, it's okay. You can yell at me in the morning and get me up because if I, if I don't go to bed until later than I'm supposed to, I deserve it. And he looks at me and he's like, bitch, please. If I yell at you and tell you to get up, I know exactly what's going to happen. And I'm like, no, no, it'll be my fine. wife. My wife will tell me to, to stop her. Like mm-hmm. later tonight, <laughs> I'm that you tell me to go to bed and then I'll do it. She'll be like, fuck off. Yeah. Don't dare tell me to go to bed. Who do you think you are? Seriously though. Yeah. That I spend most of my time being a lawyer for the other part of me. Like I'll tell my husband all the time, like, mm-hmm. babe, listen, I'm going to go to bed early tonight. Okay. Because I know that I've been really exhausted. And then when it comes time at night, I'm like, Hey, listen, I had a rough day today. Okay. And I'm just like conning my mm-hmm. way into doing the opposite of what I said. That's how I spent all my, you free deserve time. this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I pay for my Amazon Prime account. I should watch it, right? Like, yeah. shouldn't I watch eight <laughs> episodes of a show that aired 20 years ago? Like, shouldn't I do that There's right people now? people in China who don't even have Amazon Prime accounts. You better get your money's worth. <laughs> I better get my money's worth, and I, so I do that. I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, babe, I'm not scrolling through watching videos on TikTok. I am doing research oh. for future projects. Oh, I used that one, Tiffany, for probably the first two or three years I was on social media. And Dave would be like, don't call it research. And I'm like, but I am. so mad when I said that. He did. He turned and his eyes lit up. He was like, you. But I did that. But anyway. It says parents skip 227 proper meals every year. What is a proper meal? I don't even know. A sit-down meal? Is that a proper meal? Dude, I'm double that at least. I never have a nice sit-down meal. It's always Taco Bell in the car. No, it's impossible. On the way home from the drive-thru. See, we eat dinner at the table every night, 6.30 p.m. You're a good mom. That's so amazing. Oh, it's not from because of me. I don't cook. But my husband cooks. And my best friends, we live in the same neighborhood. And we literally eat together Monday through Thursday night. I love that. And dinner is at 6.30 and that's wow. what you do. And we had to do it takes that. A village. That's the only reason that we're doing it because if it was just our family, we wouldn't feel responsible to anybody else and we would say screw it, it's pizza again. So Pro yeah. Tip, don't go to Outback. Don't. Go- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. All right. Oh, I just unplugged something. What did you unplug? Are you not oh, in? I got it. Do you, are you back? We're good. Jeez, you're a disaster. I'm injured. I know. I know. But do you, do you want to talk about your injury or do we want to keep that quiet? I don't want to talk about it. All right. There's a, a man present. Oh, like that. Okay. All right. That's apparently Me talking about Dave. Dave. Me or you. <laughs> no, I think, you think she was talking about you. Dave doesn't count. Dave knows all about it. Yeah. Oh, great. Here we go. This is funny. And the only reason I chose to talk about this is because you and I share a sign and we're going to get into this. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I thought we could also, we'll ask Mike his sign and we'll take a poll. We'll get Dave's sign and we'll ask him his wife's sign and then we'll see where it goes. All right. So I found an article that says, here's how to know how strong your sex drive is according to your Zodiac sign. LOL. LOL. Because Tiffany totally <laughs> believes in this stuff, and I think it's total garbage. But the I only people see. who believe in astrology are Capricorns. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. Are you a Capricorn? Nope. Oh, no. Shit. 
So No. <laughs> All right. So when it comes to getting frisky, your libido plays a major role. Sure, other factors come into play, like a busy schedule, kids, and traveling. But hopefully... Um, you're attracted to your partner <laughs> and you have, and if you, but if you have a high sex drive, um, you'll Dave. make sure t- to prioritize an active sex life. If not, um, it can, it can hinder your sexual ex- exploits in the bedroom. So check out and see if your sign corresponds to your sexual urges, like, because we all need to know this in our lives. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what's so let's start with us okay because we're both virgos our birthday is next month mm-hmm. and mind you it there are there are 12 months in a year so there's 12 zodiac signs thank you i have let me just clarify because some people who don't follow any of this don't know anything Twelve. there's 12 and they're labeled one to 12 one being the most sexual and 12 being like meh oh ours isn't even on the first page no cool we're 10th. Nuh-uh. Yes. So Virgos, it says, Virgos are highly sexual beings, but they're often in their own heads thinking about their to-do list. <gasps> you wrote this. I didn't. I swear to you, when I read this, I shit myself because I was like, oh my God, this is so true. Oh my God. This makes it... Said, oh, listen. Listen to this. It goes, <laughs> I almost shit my pants when I read this. It says, this makes it harder for them to be fully prepared when their partner is prepared. Meaning, I don't see t- the word prepared anywhere. Well, consistent. Present. Present, yes. So sometimes they put sex on a back burner, which only causes them to become sexually frustrated. But when they prioritize sex, the wild side of the Virgo can come out. So it's like, honey, I can't do it tonight. Um, I have a I have a to do list to think of over and over again. So that's every night. Maybe tomorrow. But but it's funny because I've I'll also tell him like, hey, I thought about doing it. But then I realized that I was busy doing other things and I didn't actually want to do it. Could we schedule this for another day? And that's when he looks at me. Yes, I am. And that's when he says, (laughs) then he makes his joke. Like sometimes during the day, he'll come up to me and I'll be like, hey, can I schedule, um, can I schedule some sex for Thursday? And it's like, (laughs) don't be a dick. And he's like, no, I really mean it because I know you're not going to let me touch you (laughs) for the next several days. He's like, it's actually already on your calendar. Yeah. I'll see you then. He has put things on my calendar. So basically Virgo's who do it have a pen and paper behind their lover's back and are just making notes the whole time in order to enjoy it probably do you feel that way though that the to-do list gets in the way that's one yeah reason okay so you guys aren't going to believe this yeah but i am also a virgo (gasps) no really did when's your birthday Um, uh september 9th okay i'm the fifth tiffany's the 22nd i'm on the cusp but so did you agree with this or no um a little, I don't, A, I don't believe in astrology. I th- feel like anybody can identify with half of the characteristics of every single sign. Um, mm. You know, if you're looking hard enough. Uh-huh, um, a, a girl I dated once in high school told me that your sign, it, it shouldn't correspond to when you were born. It should correspond to exactly nine months from your conception. And some people were born early or late or whatever. So I think I'm supposed to be a Libra. I don't know what Libras are all about. Um, all I know is the Virgos are supposedly, like you said, like organized um, and to-do lists and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm definitely critical. I think I think they're hypercritical. I'm always correcting my wife's grammar and that kind of stuff. Pitches her off. That might be why we don't have that, that much sex. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, a grammar issue. 
Yeah, I don't get into to-do lists, but I do get in my own head with like stress and stuff. And if I'm kind of stressed out, um, that can definitely cloud over whatever, you know, sex drive I might have or, or what, not What's have. your wife? Scorpio. Is that number one? Number one. Is she hot? Is is your wife hot to hot to trot in the in the sex department? Does she want it all the time? Um, well, let's not put her you on. You know blast. what? I'm, I'm not going to say uh, my wife is hot to trot. Put that is that because you're not a hundred years old? Because I I am known to make uh, have make comments that date me back to the 1910s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I don't even know where that comment comes from. It's like thoroughbreds. She's I have ridiculous. no idea. I am. She does definitely get get frustrated with me sometimes when you know she'll be interested and I'll be in my head or whatever. Um, I do know, you know, I could, I guess, correctly that Scorpios were number one, so that might tell you something. Yeah, yeah. It just says that it is actually the sex sign of the zodiac, Scorpios, because they are ruled by their reproductive organs. Oh. It says oh, that they well, have lucky with only two kids. Then yeah, it says Scorpios are often super selective and have high standards. So they match with their partners based on emotional intensity. And if you have been picked by a Scorpio, it means you've been deemed worthy. Oh, look at that. You you should feel like you won something. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband is a cancer. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's number six. And it says sex comes naturally to them. Um, if you're lucky enough to be trusted by a cancer, you'll get an inside look at just how horny they can be and how high their sex drive inside. is. The more intimately tied they are to their partner, the greater their sex drive. Oh, Aww. is that you're just so intimately tied to me? Is that why you try to poke me constantly? Oh, that's it means he loves me. OK, eh, no. But yeah, it's definitely we make a joke all the time that my husband's love language is simply sex. <laughs> Because he would <laughs> all the time. It doesn't matter. I mean, not when like Tiffany's here. I don't think that's one of the love languages, though. You know, I've it consulted is. that manual a few times. Did you? But no, it is. It it really is. I. It's fine. Mine's mine is uh, words of affirmation. I think. Oh, Just that's FYI. yours, Tiff, isn't it? Yes, along with acts of service. <laughs> yeah, mine is acts of service. Do shit for me. I'll love you more. Yeah. Do shit. Acts of service. Anything. Really sounds... Oh, I misunderstood. <laughs> no, I mean like. No, I, I okay. no, Tiffany. You said it. You said Put do something shit in her box. Me. Yeah, I. <laughs> Mike was like, "Did you just say put it in her box?" Yeah, I thought I said, you wanted him to douche you. No, out. I'm saying like unload the dishwasher. Okay, I get switch a load of lunch. Do shit. Two words. Yeah, do I, shit. I okay. When you say it fast, it sounds like d o u c h e. Douche. Do shit. Do shit up. <laughs> Douche it for me. No. Is what you said. I did not. My love language is being a douche as well. <laughs> no. Do. That's D-O. so fun. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to look like other ones on here. If you're an Aries, you're number two on the list. A Taurus is three. Pisces is four. Leo is okay. five. Um, my mom is an Aries and you're making me very uncomfortable. Ah, that's hilarious. Wait a minute. Wait, I'm March. I'm look looking for parents. everybody's look looking for their moms right now. Hold on. My I'm mom's looking for their moms. My mom's my mom's birth sign is a Pisces. She's number four. 
Yeah, look at that. It's, my mom's is last. I don't know why we're doing that, though. <laughs> I, Mike brought it up. I did not. So then Capricorn is seven, Sagittarius is eight, Gemini is nine, Virgo is 10, Libra is 11, and Aquarius is 12. So if you are, now you know your sign and how it correlates. And I also do think that it's like, I agree with you, Mike. I think most of it, you could just decide what you want it to be. There's a kid. Hi. Showed up. I'm trying to have my 32 minutes of alone time here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a blast chatting yeah. with you. Yeah, and um, and so you can follow both Dad and Buried and Mom and Buried on any of and all of the platforms yes. and check their stuff out. As Tiffany said so eloquently, you could Google them <laughs> and they will eventually show up on the interweb. It's true. It's amazing what you can do with uh, the power when you harness the Internet. And now it looks like Mike's going to go watch yes. some Paw Patrol. Yes. That's his cue. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, man. It was great meeting you. Thanks for uh, having me on. I had a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, go well, check him out, friends. Yeah, make sure to go check him out. And uh, yeah, if, uh, that, if you got time married. for another podcast, check out the Dad and Buried podcast. Yes, absolutely. You it, could also invite us to be on your show, too, but no pressure. Whatever, no. But we haven't fine. had guests yet because we don't know what we're doing. But now that this app you guys sent me. I'm going to show this to my co-host because it seems like a pretty handy way oh, to yeah, do it. Oh, totally. yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. you should. So how can they find it? Are, are you on specific uh, podcast platforms? Everything he said. Anywhere you can get podcasts. Sweet. That and Buried. Yes. And c- cool. And yeah, I'm going to encourage my husband to listen. It's to not it. Douche and Buried, no, not, by no, the way, no. if, you were con- cool. if you were confused. It's Dad and Buried. Thank you for the clarification. No one was thinking sure. that, but now they are. <laughs> Literally. Oh, okay. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> it was great having you on. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. Bye. 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 Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. Thanks for hanging out with us this week, guys. Make sure to tune in and check us out again next week. Bye. Love your face so much. Mm. You always make it weird. (laughs) You always make it weird. (laughs) 